Hello, and welcome to PrimeMed's News and Updates podcast. This series is intended to provide clinicians with the latest updates in primary care. Topics covered on today's episode include neighborhood walkability and cardiovascular risk, nurse awareness of the Choosing Wisely campaign, and adverse childhood experiences impact on adult health. Poorer neighborhood walkability may increase cardiovascular risk. Adults living in less walkable neighborhoods have a higher predicted 10-year cardiovascular disease risk compared with individuals living in highly walkable areas, according to a study published in the November 5th issue of the Journal of the American Heart Association. Nicholas A. Howell from St. Michael's Hospital in Toronto and colleagues used linked electronic medical record and administrative health data from the Cardiovascular Health and Ambulatory Care Research Team cohort, 44,448 individuals, to evaluate neighborhood walkability as a risk factor for future cardiovascular disease. The researchers reported that fully adjusted analyses revealed a nonlinear relationship between walkability and predicted 10-year cardiovascular disease risk for the least versus most walkable neighborhood, odds ratio 1.09, 95% confidence interval, 0.98 to 1.22. The greatest difference in risk was seen for quintiles 3 and 5, Odds ratio 1.33, 95% confidence interval, 1.23 to 1.45. There were dose-response associations for systolic blood pressure, high-density lipoprotein cholesterol, and diabetes mellitus risk. There was an inverse association with smoking status. From a public policy perspective, the findings support the idea that the benefits of walkable neighborhoods could be significant enough to move the dial for individual health, Howell said in a statement. More awareness of Choosing Wisely campaign needed for nurses. Greater awareness of Choosing Wisely recommendations among nurses could promote high-value care for acute and critically ill patients, according to a study published in the November issue of the American Journal of Critical Care. Clarine A. Winsek from the University of Virginia School of Nursing in Charlottesville and colleagues examined nurses' reports of the use of Choosing Wisely recommendations in critical care settings in a survey of members of four societies. The researchers found that 38.3% of the 1,651 acute and critical care nurses who are members of the American Association of Critical Care Nurses and responded to the survey reported being familiar with the Choosing Wisely campaign. Overall, 620 reported implementing the five Critical Care Society collaborative recommendations, including reducing diagnostic testing, reducing the number of red blood cell transfusions, not using parenteral nutrition in adequately nourished patients, not using deep sedation in patients receiving mechanical ventilation, 
and offering comfort care for patients at high mortality risk, 50.2, 85.5, 47.3, 80.5, and 67.1% respectively. Nurses' awareness of the recommendations was increased by staff education, specific protocols, electronic medical record alerts, and order sets. Because nurses consistently oversee patient care at the bedside, they can play a significant role in ensuring that organizations and individual units are aware of and work to implement the Choosing Wisely Critical Care recommendations, Winsec said in a statement. Many adult health problems due to adverse childhood experiences. Preventing adverse childhood experiences could potentially prevent chronic conditions, depression, health risk behaviors, and poor socioeconomic outcomes among adults, according to research published in the November 5th early release issue of the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, Morbidity and Mortality Weekly Report. Melissa T. Merrick from the CDC in Atlanta and colleagues collected behavioral risk factor surveillance system data from 25 states that included state-added adverse childhood experience items during 2015 to 2017. Outcomes included coronary heart disease, stroke, asthma, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, cancer, kidney disease, diabetes, depression, overweight or obesity, current smoking, heavy drinking, less than high school completion, underemployment, and lack of health insurance. The population attributable fractions representing potential reductions in outcomes associated with preventing adverse childhood experiences were calculated. The researchers found that 15.6% of the study population reported four or more types of adverse childhood experiences. There was a significant correlation for adverse childhood experiences with poorer health outcomes, health risk behaviors, and socioeconomic challenges. The potential percentage reductions in the number of observed cases varied from 1.7% for overweight or obesity to 23.9% for heavy drinking, 27% for chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, and 44.1% for depression. Adverse childhood experiences can contribute to a large public health burden across multiple outcomes, the authors write. Effective, comprehensive approaches to preventing adverse childhood experiences are available. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Your hosts have been PrimeMed Digital's Lee Tatro and Kevin Foley. News content provided by Health Day. All rights reserved. See you next time.